Welcome to the Quite Audacious Podcast with Amanda Swiger. I am a self-made, rebellious and bold, multi-six-figure wedding and boudoir photographer with a deep belief that doing things my own way is why I've been so successful. I'm now taking that love of audacious, rebel-minded thinking and helping other photographers build the lives and businesses that they're in love with, all while still working with clients and taking you along for the ride. No topic is off limits here, so expect a lot of honest conversations, in-the-moment riffs, business and life advice, tough love, and of course, talking with you about all the ways you can work with me and to create the life that you've been dreaming of. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get into it, y'all. Welcome back to the Quite Audacious Podcast, and today I am jumping into a topic that I am super passionate about, and that is Instagram. I feel like for so many photographers, we are told that Facebook groups is where it is at for marketing to clients um, or, you know, focusing almost exclusively on SEO and ads. And while those things for sure do work, I have had a lot of success with Instagram. And so I wanted to kind of get on here and share with some of y'all some of my thoughts, um, some strategies that have worked for me and uh, just kind of chat about all things Instagram. As I was kind of preparing for this podcast episode, I realized I have a lot of thoughts on it. Um, and so I'm going to try not to get off on too many side tangents. I make no promises though. Um, this is what y'all have signed up for with this podcast. And I also kind of wanted to make this one a little bit broader. I'm going to be talking about photography and photographers, but I feel like if you are a small business owner who exists in a digital kind of platform or is selling a product of any kind, um, I wanted this to be something that you could take from and use too. Uh, so just substitute photography or photographers for whatever um, you sell if you are listening to this and you are not a photographer like me. Um, but one of the things that I, I guess, kind of prompted me being like, I really should um, make a podcast about this is that I had within like two days, six different conversations with photographers about their bookings, just not really being where they'd like them to be right now. And all of them kind of admitted that they, you know, are posting on Instagram, but that they're having kind of somebody else do it. And when I would go to each of their Instagram accounts, it would be, you know, kind of like maybe a sentence, uh, especially for boudoir, the four of them were boudoir photographers. And, it, you know, the caption would be something like her blue eyes. And then, you know, six lines of hashtags. And, um, you know, I'm not calling anybody in particular out with this, but I, I did see this with several photographers. One of the people I was chatting this about is a wedding photographer. Same kind of deal though. She was kind of putting, you know, um, captions like love this venue and that's it. Uh, and then wondering why she was getting no engagement and no, uh, people reaching out to her wanting to book on Instagram. And with all of these people, I was sharing that, like a lot of my clients come from Instagram, whether they are wedding clients or boudoir clients, more so boudoir clients than weddings. But, um, I've done really well with weddings on Instagram as well. Uh, and I was like, you know, why, why are, what are people doing wrong here? So I started kind of trying to help people. Uh, if you have not gathered from this podcast, I like to be able to help problem solve when I can. Uh, it's one of the things that kind of pushed me towards this education 
coaching, mentoring realm. And so I was like, let me see if I can kind of dig into what they're doing and see if I have any suggestions. And I had a lot of thoughts apparently. Um, And one of the biggest things was when I was looking at their content versus my content versus other people's content that seems to do really well, is that if you are just putting up a photo that is a beautiful image and a, a placeholder kind of caption. And by placeholder, I just mean something that is almost like an auto-generated random sentence. It might have to do with the photo, but it's not really you know, providing any value. It's not making your client think. There's no call to action. And then relying on hashtags to kind of get your images in front of people, you're probably not going to see a huge return from that. Uh, I have mixed opinions on hashtags. I generally don't use them all that much. I will when I'm trying to get a particular type of photo out there. So for, let's say, my LGBTQ clients uh, over on my wedding uh, Instagram, I do use hashtags a good bit there because I want my images to be discoverable to those people with a lot of like local hashtags uh, that has done really well for me. But when it comes to boudoir, a lot of the hashtags for like boudoir, lingerie, sexy, confident, self-love, uh, a lot of times they get shadow banned. And I just found that I did better with not really ever hashtagging things, um, but instead spending my time interacting with um, other people's content. I think that's the the biggest I actually have probably two really big things I think people get wrong about Instagram. So I'm going to, I'm going to jump into both of those for y'all, because, uh, I think that if you are listening to this, you could probably take some of this and go plug it into your Instagram strategy today and start seeing, you know, slow results, but some results. Uh, I think the first thing is kind of what I've already mentioned is that, you know, the people tend to rely very heavily on hashtags to get their content in front of people. But then when they get their content in front of people, they're expecting the photo to just blow people away. And I am not saying that your photos are bad or that they aren't gasp worthy. Um, But I will say in the world of digital media, we are flooded with beautiful images, incredible products constantly, constantly. So you have to be doing more than just sharing something that's dope. You have to be engaging with that, with your audience. You have to be providing them something that is a value to them. And while maybe this sounds harsh, your pretty photos are not valuable to them. Your message behind the pretty photos, your client's words about their session, your unique approach, some thought-provoking content, your tips and tricks, that's valuable. That is something that your client's going to stop their scroll and and read. They might comment on it if there is something that they can feel like there's something to comment about. They might even share it if they feel like there's a reason to share it. But if you're just sharing pretty photos for the sake of sharing pretty photos and slapping up a caption and throwing some Instagram, you know, hashtags underneath of it and just thinking that that's going to get you people in your doors, probably not. Uh, again, I, I'm not saying that you won't ever get something from that. I think that almost any strategy can work sort of, 
You know what I mean? I, I think that like, you know, if you, if you throw enough spaghetti at a wall, eventually some of it will stick. Um, but I think if you are looking to actually grow an Instagram following, I think what a lot of people focus on is I'm going to put as many hashtags underneath this photo to try to get as many followers as I can so that then when I, you know, I'm running a sale or I'm trying to book a client because I have, you know, thousands of followers, then people will book me. And I just think that that is bullshit. Honestly, um, I have three Instagram accounts. All of them are varying sizes. Um, my the Amanda Swagger account is pretty small, uh, but it, is pretty active. Honestly, I have, I spent a lot of times in DMS with people that are very interested in working with me and in the products I offer. And I think I've got like, I don't know, 300 followers. It's like nothing. It might even be 200 followers. It's, it's barely anything. And then, you know, my swagger photography is my biggest account. I, I don't remember how many followers it's like 7,000, I think though, something like that. Uh, and then my Philadelphia boudoir account is last I checked, I think it was just under 5,000. So they're not huge accounts. And I think that a lot of times we think that these metrics of having tons and tons of followers is what matters in order to, you know, have a social media platform work for you. And I, I would encourage you to think more about the quality of your content than the quantity of your content and the quantity of your followers. Uh, I think that, you know, there's so much that can be misleading when you're looking at metrics. I know I've gone on a tangent already on this podcast about vanity metrics. Um, but I think that there, there's a lot of times where people feel like, oh, I don't have a big Instagram following. Therefore, I'm not, you know, going to be booking people until I get that big Instagram following. And to be completely transparent, I would say that my boudoir, specifically Instagram account, has been booking around the same amount of percentage of clients when I had a couple hundred followers to a few thousand followers. It's not really changed. What has changed is that I'll see that I'll maybe get a drop off in inquiries when I get lazy about what it is I'm posting. And, you know, listen, I am all for running a business that works for you and for, you know, um, not feeling chained to something and feeling like you have to do everything correct and follow all the steps all the time. Nope, not about that life. Um, but, you know, I've, I don't think there's anything wrong with posting, you know, here and there kind of a bullshit caption or, you know, kind of a throwaway post just to get something out there, just to keep that consistency going. I, I don't think that that's bad. I think it doesn't work though, when that is your entire strategy, where it's, we're just gonna, you know, two or three times a day, every day, scheduled posts with kind of mediocre captions that really aren't doing anything to draw your clients in. And then sitting there and going, why is nobody, you know, wanting to work with me? Um, and I think the other piece that I'm going to say alongside that is the amount of boudoir photographers, and I don't, I, I don't see this as much with weddings, um, but I do see it a lot with boudoir photographers that don't want to put a call to action in their Instagram. And if they do, it's like, click on my website to learn more. It's not like a, if you're ready to book with me, like slide in my DMs. It's not, there's no urgency behind it. There's no, it doesn't feel like the message is meant for anybody. Um, they're not really utilizing, you know, last minute cancellations and trying to be like, hey, book with me. I've got this opening or, you know, 
really wanting to sell on their Instagram accounts. Um, I also think that people think I posted once about a sale, one person booked, that's all I'm going to do. It was a fail. No, uh, when I'm doing something, I am posting many times if I'm not, if I haven't sold it out. Um, typically at this point in my business, if I drop like my last Black Friday sale, uh, those spots went in a matter of a few hours. But I kind of was running alongside that a sale for past clients. Uh, and I was pushing that the entire time in my stories, in my posts, because I, I understand that people need reminders. And when we're being sold to every time you open your computer, every time you open your phone, you are having ads being thrown at your face. And I think that sometimes as business owners, we forget how that feels as a consumer, even though we are consumers as well, that like you have to keep reminding people. You're not annoying to be selling when selling is literally your job. Like we're not doing this for fun. This isn't like a art project. This is a business. And my business relies on getting new clients. And so if getting new clients means getting my name in front of people and letting them know how to work with me or what sales or options or specials or whatever it is, you know, that you're running. If you're not putting that in front of them multiple times in multiple ways, probably people aren't going to really care because you're just one more ad on their page. And I don't know about you, but my Instagram is full of ads. The sponsored ads just kind of kill me. Um, so that just, I wanted to kind of throw that out there for anybody who feels like, you know, what, what should I be doing with my Instagram? You know, I'm posting a few times a day. I'm being consistent, you know, I'm using hashtags and it's not getting anywhere. My suggestion would be to sit down, look at the captions you're posting. What are they saying about you and your business, about the product you're selling? What are they saying about the experience that client's going to have working with you? Are they telling them anything? Are they teaching them anything? Are they exciting them about anything? And if the answer is no, and you're just kind of throwing a caption up there, um, I would revisit that. That is probably an area where you could really clean up how you're doing things. And while I'm not going to sit here and say you're going to have massive results, you know, in a few days, I do think that you will see massive results if you stick with that. If you can still consistently keep posting and be posting content that is a lot more valuable to your potential clients, I think you will see a huge return on that investment. And that's not to say you can't post Tushy Tuesdays or Wedding Wednesdays or whatever, you know, weekly little thing you've got going on, but finding a way to interact with your people and giving them some value with your content rather than just, here's a butt, here's a bride in a dress. Um, I think is a lot more impactful and people will remember that because they'll be like, oh, you know, maybe, maybe they are thinking about doing a boudoir session, but they, you know, have all these concerns rather than just being like, here's a photo, maybe over time, you know, they start hearing, oh, well, this person really had a lot of nerves and this photographer was sharing, you know, some testimonials and seeing, you know, a few of those testimonials to start realizing, wow, all these different people, you know, were also nervous and they really loved the outcome, maybe I'll love the outcome. Uh, and I, I think you can do that in a way that's not like you know slimy or super salesy. I think that if you're coming from it in a place of 
wanting to connect with your potential clients and serve them, I think that you will do really well. But I think that a lot of people get that wrong. They're just like, I'm going to post salacious, specifically in the boudoir world, salacious photos, get a shit ton of followers. And that's going to magically mean that all of a sudden I have tons of clients. And while that can work, um, I don't think it works well for most of us. I think that, you know, unfortunately we live in a world that really favors white, thin bodies. And, you know, unless you're posting really, really kind of salacious photos and there's nothing wrong with any of that, but if that is, if that's all you're posting and you're posting, you know, something cheeky with it every time you probably will, you know, have a huge following, but are those, is that huge following converting to clients? That would be the the thing for me is, you know, I follow this one girl. She, her work is stunning. She has like 50,000 followers on Instagram and she, I'm in a Facebook group with her and she had literally commented the other day. She's like, yeah, you know, most of my clients, they find me off of like, like, like Google or like referrals from people who know me in real life. Um, I'm not really getting anything off Instagram because almost all my Instagram followers are like men who just want to oogle at the photos. And I was like, I, I bet you that is the story for a lot of these, you know, big giant accounts. They're not full of people that want to pay that person for their product or service. They're full of people that are wanting to look at what they have. Um, and, you know, unfortunately that is kind of a little bit the world we live in. Uh, the second thing I kind of wanted to maybe share as something that I think is completely underrated when it comes to Instagram strategies, but I will also say, I think this works very well on TikTok if you are on that app as well. And it's that you cannot just be putting out content and expecting people to just, you know, flood in your DMs. I, I think that again, I'm not saying that Nothing I'm saying is definitive in the sense that like, it's not that there aren't people that this might work for, but I think for the general masses, just putting out content, posting something and then closing the Facebook app or the Instagram app or the TikTok app and being like, well, I, I did my post, go me. Um, like you have to be interacting with people. People want to buy from people that they like. Uh, and I think there are different strategies for different points in your business. Um, for me, I spend about 10 to 15 minutes every morning. It's one of the first things I do while I'm drinking my coffee, scrolling through my feed on Instagram, on my different accounts. And I spend about 10 to 15 minutes per account, just looking to see what other people have posted, commenting on things, whether that is potential clients content, past clients of mine content, um, just inspirational accounts I follow, um, just being on other people's content and being a part of that app and, you know, just liking and commenting where I can, not in a, a fake kind of a, let me hit my, you know, five people's things that I've interacted with. No, I'm just genuinely looking for things that I feel like I can comment on. Um, like this morning, I'll, I'll use this as an example. I actually screenshot them so I could kind of remind myself when I recorded this podcast. Uh, one of my past clients, her sister had a baby and she posted some pictures of her holding her new nephew. And I commented on that, how about how cute he was and how I know she was, when she did her session, she was very excited about 
getting to be an auntie. Uh, so I commented on that about how happy I was for her. Uh, I commented on a past bride of mine's account. Her, her husband just bought a house and I, you know, was congratulating them. I commented on another boudoir photographer who's somewhat local to me, a post she made that was really funny and hilarious about like, you know, just the dumb ways our bodies hurt the morning after a shoot for us, because we just kind of get ourselves in these weird, you know, positions. And I, this, that uh, cracked me up so much. And I shared that post to my Instagram stories and tagged her in it. Um, I also commented on a post from a photographer who is not local to me, but had, uh, was sharing that, you know, this year has been a little bit rough. She changed her business structure and, you know, kind of what she was doing. She was mostly shooting weddings and has kind of dipped her toes into the maternity and newborn world and, you know, how hard that's been. And I kind of commented on it relating because I have also shifted a little bit of my world and I, you know, totally can relate and just kind of shared a little bit of that in my comment. Uh, I commented on one of my favorite people's, uh, she shares like inspirational content. And I just, I love a lot of what she shares. And she posted this funny thing this morning about how, like, you know, when you don't want to get up, but you also know you have so much work to do that, like love hate relationship with your job because you love what you do, but also like, sometimes you just want to stay in bed. And I also shared that to my Instagram stories because I, yes, feel that with my body, my whole body. Um, and just again, um, I, there's, there's two more. Um, I, I shared, uh, or I liked, uh, several posts from some clients who, um, one of them had shared some of her photos. And then there was a girl that recently followed me. I followed her back and she was sharing on her Instagram stories that she's getting married and that she was thinking of doing a boudoir session, but was really nervous about shopping for lingerie in her plus size body. Um, she's not local to me. And so I, you know, could have just passed right on by that, but I responded to her Instagram story and told her that, you know, these are places I shop for my client closet. And, um, I also have a plus size body. And, you know, one thing I'd suggest doing is looking for a photographer. If she hasn't found one yet that has a client closet who might have some pieces that she would love that, you know, you know, every season, there's only so many things that get put out. So, you know, I'm constantly buying new stuff in all different sizes. So, I've got a ton of options and she responded back saying that she was in North Carolina and that, you know, she wished she could come up to Philly. And I actually connected with a friend of mine who's in North Carolina. I was like, Hey, you should check her out because she's like an hour from you. And she is a massive client closet plus size photographer herself. Um, and some people would be like, why would you do that? Why? Like why? Um, and for me, I guess the reason's twofold. I think that when we use the apps, beyond just how they serve us and using them to kind of look at other people's content, the way the app is designed. Um, I have absolutely no proof of what I'm about to say, but I, I have seen it, I think work, uh, for me, I think that you end up getting better algorithm results. I think that when you're using an app just to post your own content and do your thing and then close it, I just, I don't think Instagram likes it. Again, I have zero proof of that. Uh, but I have seen so many people talking about that, about how when they are, you know, not just just putting out content, but also consuming other people's content that they see a return from that. Um, so that is, that is definitely part of it. I also, um, find that people buy from people they like. And so, you know, maybe my, the client of mine who bought a house, 
maybe she's not going to book a boudoir session with me, but maybe somebody who saw my comment will be like, oh, what's Philadelphia boudoir? Let me click on that. And maybe they will reach out to me. Um, and I feel like that, you know, getting your name out there and interacting with other people and creating a community around what it is that you're doing in a way that doesn't feel salesy and you're not, you know, cold messaging people in their DMs about working with you. I hate that. I'm not at all suggesting that. But I think that if you can spend, you know, 10, 15 minutes a day while you're drinking your coffee or at night before you go to bed or when you want to break in the middle of the day, I sometimes will do it in the car when Jordan's driving, like just spend a little bit of time looking at other people's stuff, commenting on other people's stuff, interacting with it. Um, I think that that really does get your name out there in a really beautiful way. That's not just about, oh, here's my, you know, photo of someone's butt with a cheeky little caption and 20 hashtags and then just hopping off the app and then wondering why it's not working. Um, I think that you have to be somebody who's willing to sell and somebody who's going to be willing to do more than just, to me, that's the minimum. Do more than the minimum. I guess that's kind of the point I'm trying to make. I told you I was going to try not to ramble, but rambling is something I'm a little good at. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really feel like the the two things people kind of get the most wrong in our areas, they really can clean up things are, you know, not, are just posting and then walking off the app and closing it and getting away from it and not, you know, being somebody that is responding to stuff, looking at other people's content, responding to things. Um, a little anecdotal story on that. I had a, a client who to date was the, is the most um, somebody's ever spent with a boudoir session with me. She actually did two sessions um, and both sessions she upgraded to like large albums, lots of extras. So she spent a ton of money with me um, and she had reached out to me, you know, I don't know, maybe two years before her first session with me when I was very cheap and was like, Hey, I have a lot of doubt around me liking this. I just don't see me spending the money on it, but like, could you send me pricing and whatever? So I walked her through it. She ghosted me. Uh, and then I spent the next two years, whenever her stories would come up and if she shared something that I felt like I could respond to, I would respond to it. Um, I, you know, when I would scroll through my Instagram, if something of hers came up, I would comment on it and not in a like, Hey, remember me, come back to me. I really honestly was like, she ghosted me. She had told me she had a lot of hesitations. She's probably not somebody who's going to book with me, but I found a lot of her content to be pretty great and stuff I could, you know, comment on. Uh, so I did. And eventually she ended up, um, going through a really rough breakup and was like, you know what? I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it with you because, you know, you've been somebody who's been like along with me for this journey and kind of seen the highs and lows. And, you know, you've been really supportive and excited for me and like kind of, she was calling her hot girl era. Um, and I was like, let's, let's go girl, let's go. And I had very low expectations in terms of spending because she had said before that. And then on the back end, she was like, no, I want, I want a bigger album. Okay. I want an even bigger, bigger album. I want to add more images to it. And then two years after that, it was all, it was almost two years. She came back again um, when I moved into my current studio and we created some beautiful images. They're some of my favorite photos. I unfortunately have, I'm, I'm not allowed to share them, but um, she was just so appreciative of who I was and that she'd been able to follow along with me. And in the same kind of way, 
I was commenting on her stuff. She was also commenting on mine. With the, the first time I met her, she was like, I feel like I should give you a hug when I meet you because like, I feel like I know you. And I was like, girl, same. Um, and that kind of community, yes, can be pointless. Yes, it can lead nowhere. But sometimes it leads to clients that really trust you because you've built that trust with them. Um, and I think that sometimes we live in a culture where we want fast, quick, and without any labor on our part, we just want to make the money. I see this a lot in the boudoir industry. That is a podcast for another time. Um, but it really, it infuriates me that we want people to spend so much money with us and to do kind of the least work to get them. Um, and you can do that. You can build a business like that and make some money. And then eventually you will fizzle out because there's not any substance there that's carrying people. Um, you know, if you're a wedding photographer, you're doing more than just wedding photos. You are capturing a day that means a lot to them. Um, and also capturing, you know, sometimes the only time you have all of the people that you love in a room together is your wedding uh, or your funeral. And I, I share that a lot with my wedding clients because I tell them, I'm going to get choked up just talking about it. The amount of times that I have clients reach back out to me about like, Hey, you know, thank you so much for those, you know, all the, that whole series of dancing photos of our friend, Chris, you know, he passed away or of making sure you got that photo of my grandmother by herself. We're using it for her funeral. Um, and I think that a lot of times we, you know, get stuck in the, what we're hired for and not the, the ways in which that overflows into other things. Um, and I, I take that very seriously because I just, I think it's such a gift, such a gift. And I think it's easy to see it sometimes as like, oh, it's just boudoir photos. Oh, it's just photos, you know, oh, I'm making, I'm empowering her. I'm making her feel sexy. I'm going to, you know, help her, you know, uh, want to wear a crop top. Uh, and that's, that is, I am not making fun of that. Um, but also we are making people feel seen regardless of the type of photography we do. And if you're not a photographer, um, what is the thing that is beyond what it is you're selling? So, um, like for example, I am sitting here at my desk. I've got my favorite candle lit from a local, um, candle maker here in Philadelphia and it's just a candle. But at the same time, I am in love with this woman's business. I love her mission. And um, I love why she creates the sense she creates. And I want, when I light one of those candles, it changes my mood. I feel like I just, I can honestly, I just see her TikTok in my head and um, just how joyful and happy she is. And I just feel like all of that is infused into one of these candles. And that's kind of a corny example. Um, but it is about more than just what you sell almost always. Um, unless you can kind of create a big giant brand, but even that, like, for example, I just bought a pair of Yiddy, um, leggings and a sports bra. I love Lizzo. I love Lizzo. These leggings are trash. Um, come at me for that because I just, I, I, I genuinely was so hype about it because I love Lizzo. I loved the color. They're this like bright cobalt blue. So excited when I opened them up, they fit, they're okay. But like, I honestly, uh, but then I got an ad this morning for like another line of things that she just dropped. I think it was like hoodies or something. And I found myself scrolling and looking at them because I'd probably buy it again. Cause I freaking love Lizzo. 
I don't like the product, but I'd still buy it again. And you want clients that would want to come back to you, even if everything wasn't perfect, even if, you know, maybe an album took a little bit longer or something, the shipping for something was, you know, a little bit wrong, or, you know, you didn't have that one piece of laundry that they were hoping to wear or whatever, because things happen, but you want them to not even care about that because they're so obsessed with you and your brand and what it is you provide. And I think so many people just get stuck in a lazy way of doing business. I'm just going to toss up a, a good photo, throw a caption on it, put a shit ton of hashtags, and then I'll just magically get a ton of followers and I'll you know be rich and famous. And I just, I think it's a lot bigger and more than that. Um, and yeah, I hope that has been something that maybe helped you if you have never really looked at your Instagram strategy, uh, I would encourage you to do that. I think uh, one other little nugget I'll leave you with is uh, it can be very confusing when you look at what posts do the best because some of the posts of mine that have done the best, um, like my top nine from every year, are almost always images that are a little bit more salacious with kind of short, cheeky captions. Um, but almost always they don't lead to bookings. Uh, when I put out really, you know, thought provoking, helpful, useful content to my clients or stuff that lets them get to know me better. I almost always am getting inquiries in my DMS on Instagram. Uh, I would say that on a weekly basis, I am talking probably with 10 to 15 new clients. Um, right now my bookings are a lot slower because I am a lot more booked up. A lot of times people are reaching out and being like, Hey, can I book you for you know, next month. And I have to be like, ah, I don't have anything for you. Um, so that is definitely a little bit different now, but I, I would say that's been pretty consistent is that I am, I'm talking with at least eight people, probably closer to 10 to 15 a week that are interested in learning more, um, and wanting to know, you know, the process or pricing or more information. And that, to me is a good sign, uh, especially when I can sit here and it's February and I am ridiculously booked for this year. So hopefully that's been helpful. If you are somebody who would like to see me talk more about Instagram, I would love to hear uh, that. Um, if you have any follow-up thoughts for me, questions about Instagram and any of that stuff, let me know over on my Instagram account at the Amanda Swiger. I would love to chat with you and, uh, I might turn this into something else down the line. We'll see. Uh, Till next time, friends. I hope that you uh, stay audacious and keep being a little bit of a rebel uh, in the way you do things. And I'll, uh, I'll see you next time. Bye, y'all.